And uh, we have one more part to our program this evening that I know you're going to enjoy. I have looked forward to, even though they are nearby neighbors, they are longtime friends of ours and co-laborers in ministry. It's uh, Pastor Lowell McDonald and his wife Nancy. And uh, I'm going to let them uh, tell you about their family a little bit. Uh, I'm sure they probably will get to that part. I have asked them to come and tell their love story and then for Lowell to conclude the evening with a devotional message from God's Word to encourage us to stay in love. And uh, Lowell and Nancy, we first met them before they had any kids, and they had moved to Martinsburg uh, out of Potomac State, right? You had graduated from Potomac State, WVU then, because Potomac State was only two years, right? And then WVU, and and, uh, they were a young married couple, and Janet and I were on staff at IBC as youth pastor, and Pastor Everett and Ann had come about that time, and then Lowell and Nancy came, and they all became part of our youth staff, and we have many, many good memories together and kind of matured up into our 30s together. I guess we were a little bit ahead of you, but uh, these were some of the young couples. Lowell was a math teacher at Hedgesville High School. One of the outstanding things about Lowell was that he began to lead people to Christ at Hedgesville High School. They were a great addition to our youth staff, and it was evident that God had his hand on Lowell for ministry. And then from the math classroom at Hedgesville High School, he went over and became part-time staff at Independent Bible Church, eventually taking the youth pastor position full-time. And then Lowell now, as most of you well know, a couple years ago, along with Pastor Billy and Alicia Hearn from here, joined teamed up and have been uh, leading Centerpoint Bible Church up by the Spring Mills. And things are going very well. I think they run about 200 on Sunday morning, right? And they're just a little over two years old. And so Lowell and Nancy, thank you for being here. The Lord bless you as you share your love story and how the Lord has been at work in your lives. And then Lowell, as you encourage us from God's word. Thank you, Pastor Van. We definitely made it through our 30s, huh? (laughs) Well, thanks for that introduction, Van. And I sure appreciate your friendship over the years and Appreciate the uh, partnership with Fellowship Bible, just how the Lord has, has just seen fit to bring about these churches that are our partners in proclaiming the gospel and seeing our community reached, and that's been, been an exciting thing to be a part of over the last, well, many years of my life now. So we do have four children, and um, we are getting ready to celebrate our 21st wedding anniversary, and um, last year, I don't know where the couple is, but we went um, and got a cabin and for our anniversary, and just retreated from there there she is yes retreated from everything and it was a great time i highly recommend it i wish we were doing that again uh next week in our 21st anniversary so well van asked us to share our love story and um and i what an opportunity i mean what a what a pleasure it is to talk about how the lord has worked in our lives um before i get into it i'd like to have a word of prayer so can you pray with me let's talk to god Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for how you've worked in our lives. I thank you for each couple that's here, Lord, each family that's represented. We ask, Lord, for your blessing on us. We pray that you'd help us to walk in obedience to your word, that we would love each other greatly, Lord, and that your your spirit would work in our lives. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. When I think of our love story and um, how God brought us together and what he did, in my mind, it's just a testimony of God's ability to, um, to break the odds. Because there's a lot of things about us in our love story that um, it shouldn't have worked. Um, you know, sometimes we have people share testimonies and they have great big stories about how God worked. And my story isn't, our story isn't great big. 
But it is a, it is a testimony of our great big God and how he worked and, and has kept us together and has knit us together and broke, broke odds. I mean, it's just the Lord has worked. And we're trusting that we're going to break some cycles that have been um, set before us in our, in our families. And so um, we had a very early start, um, pretty early, actually. So, Nancy? Well, we did get married when we were 19 years old, but um, we actually met when we were six in first grade. My last name was Mason, his last name was McDonald, so we sat very close to each other in Mrs. Hare's first grade class. Kaiser's a small town. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, My earliest memory of him is uh, my best friend and I sat at a table, and his desk was in front of ours, and he used to write bad words and hand them back to us. We were learning phonics. I mean, it just, you know, it was just such an enlightenment for me. I thought, oh, I... I knew what I can write, and so yeah, that's so we that would, was our start. We would tattle, and <laughs> that's yeah. our earliest memory. But um, we didn't start dating then. We were much, much older, about sixteen. About sixteen <laughs> years old, and Nancy was from the other side of the tracks. Um, she was on the good side. I was on the other side, and so as we began dating in our in our teen years. Um, it was funny thing what happened. Teachers who just so admired Nancy Mason and respected her, they would come and have private conversations with her and explain to her how it's probably not a good idea for her to date Mickey McDonald. That was me at the time. And so, but I pressed on and um, broke through the, the obstacles of, of uh, our dating. And I was 19 years old, and um, I cannot believe that God has worked. We were so young. I have a 17-year-old son now. And I look at him and I think, two years? Two years older? We were married? It was an interesting time. We were in college, and um, you, the fathers in the room don't want to hear this story. Didn't really have a job. I was working a part-time job. We were going to school full-time. But I was in love with this young lady, Nancy Mason. And, and I really desired to spend my life with her. There were a lot of things about marriage I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, there was so much I didn't know about marriage. But God, in His great wisdom and in His great plan, He did a work in spite of us. And so the Lord allowed us to get married in 1990. So now you know how old we are. And um, we were 19 years old. So talk to me about what, we're, what was going on in our lives at that time. Well, when we first got married, we were married for about two weeks, and then he left for six months um, to go to get trained for the Army, for the National Guard. That was part of the way we were going to support ourselves through college. And when we started out at WVU, I think he came back on a Saturday. We started school on a Monday, and um, it was kind of stressful. We were away from our families for the first time. We were living in a little teeny tiny apartment. Of course, we didn't have any married friends because... Everyone else was just a college student looking for someone to marry. And so we didn't have a lot of support. We didn't um, have a godly influence. Uh, I was not raised in a Christian home. Lowell was raised in a Christian home, but uh, there were a lot of um, broken families in his, in his family. And so we didn't have a godly influence in our lives. Um, but we were leaning on the Lord, and I mean, in an immature way, <laughs> but um, we were seeking the Lord, and when we did move to Martinsburg, we got teaching jobs, Um, the Lord directed us to IBC, and at IBC, uh, we were able to get lots of good teaching, Uh, we were um, 
matched up with some godly couples who were older than us. And <laughs> very much so. Very much so. <laughs> and the Lord really started working. The thing that strikes me about how the Lord worked in our lives is we really had no examples of, of marriage. Um, my family, uh, and we are blessed, my parents are, are still married and um, approaching their 50th wedding anniversary. But divorce and affairs and those kinds of things just run rampant in my family. Um, just over and over and over, that kind of thing occurs. And um, early memories of family members who would say things to me like, if I ever get bored with so-and-so, I'm out of here. It was just, it was just the mindset of, of my family that marriage was um, fine as long as it was okay, as long as things were going all right. As long as you were happy, you could stay there. But then if that ended, you could go somewhere else. And so the idea of, of being married to my spouse for the rest of my life was not something that, that I really saw modeled. Um, and so bringing that to a marriage relationship, it was... It was uh, it was only God's grace. And the way the Lord worked, as, as Nancy said, is, is He brought couples into our lives who they probably didn't realize how much of a role of mentorship they were playing, but they were. We would go home and talk about what this person and this person was doing and how they were handling things with their kids and how they were interacting with one another. And they were discipling us all along and they didn't even know it. That's just the way the Lord works. And so we were married young, and I would say we were married in spite of all the things that were trying to pressure us into saying, no, you, don't, you really don't want to continue in this relationship. And God did some things in our lives, and, and I cannot tell you that the path the Lord took for us, it's, it's not the path that everybody takes. Everyone's journey is different. I certainly hope my children don't get married at 19 years old. Um, <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the path for everyone, but it was the path He had for us. And we went through some times where where we had to learn to depend upon one another. You know, whether it was our, our time in the military, whether it was our time in ministry, where we, where we had to lean upon one another, or time with children. We were blessed with four children. We were blessed with four <laughs> children. <laughs> Parents in the room, you know the struggles that that can be. It's a, it's a challenge. Um, but, but the Lord has worked. So we were married young, married in spite of certain dynamics, but... There's, that's not all the story. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And I would say now we're married friends. And one of the things about being married is that we love being married. Mm. We really enjoy being together. We enjoy the intimacy. Um, we enjoy having someone who knows, you know, having someone that knows me and knows my weaknesses and my strengths and loves me anyway. You know, being able to be real with someone, sharing your concerns, sharing your fears. We love that intimacy part of marriage. The thing that strikes me about our culture today and, and television programs and, and everything you see is it just seems like marriage is such an albatross around so many people's necks. People have this attitude like they're just going to endure this marriage, maybe. Many are walking away, but they're stuck in this marriage and they just seem to hate it. And so one of the things that I always try to emphasize when we're going through premarital counseling with couples is we love being married. We, we are the best of friends. And our marriage isn't perfect. Believe me, if you were at my house today, you would be assured of that. Um, but such a joy to be married to your friend. 
And you might say, well, I'm not married to my friend. If you were in my house, you would see that. Listen, God is still able to work. God can work in your marriage. The thing I so appreciate about being married to my best friend is the companionship that we have. We work hard to do things together. We do some crazy things that, that some people would say, is that really what you want to do? I mean, for instance, it's not uncommon to be at my house and I'm outside splitting wood and Nancy's sitting on a log there with me. She isn't really helping, but in my mind she's helping. I say, come help me split some wood. And just the companionship that is so important in maintaining that friendship that as you're married to one another, that God, God is knitting you together, He's cleaving you together, that you're bringing brought together as good friends. And so I just so enjoy being married to my friend. And it is a testimony. It's a testimony of God's grace in our lives. We, we should not be together. You should not be with your spouse. You realize that? We, we are breaking we are breaking records here if we just simply stay married. Now, if, we, if we're enjoying our marriage, imagine the testimony that can have in our community because everybody's saying now that this can't happen. And in many places, it isn't. So this Valentine's Day, let's allow the Lord to really work in our lives and our marriage and, and knit us together that we be best friends. Thanks, Nancy. I want to share with you just a few thoughts from God's Word today about, about marriage. And um, let me say this. I don't know where you're at in your marriage. I, I know some of you, and, and um, some of you I've never met before. And you might, you might be ready to say, if you knew where we were at in our marriage, you would understand that it's amazing that I'm even here. And you might get the idea as you bring some couple up here and we tell our best stories. You realize that, right? We're telling our best stories. We're not telling our worst stories. You might get the idea, I'm far from that. Well, all you've heard is our best stories. And let me tell you something that, I, that has been an encouragement to me. And what I want to do tonight. I just want to give you a, just a few thoughts to help you get the ball down the field a little further. To get the ball down the field a little further. You understand that? That's a football illustration. Sometimes the team isn't trying to score a touchdown. They just want to get the ball just a little bit, just a little bit of success. And, and what I say to Nancy is, you know, Nancy, I may not look like much, but if you saw what I started from back in my Kaiser days, you'd be pretty impressed. <laughs> so let's just try to get the ball down the field a little bit further in our marriage. And I want to give you just sort of, just sort of two small things today. And one is to give you hope. And the one is to give you just a small practical idea of something you can do to, to move, your, move your marriage down the field just a little bit further. Now, you, you know as well as I do that our culture and our world around us is just absolutely in love with love. I have a 15-year-old daughter. She is in love with being in love and so wants to be loved. And from the movies and from the television and everything else, we're just in love with love. Well, can I tell you that God, God created love. It was the Lord's plan to bring you together. You are married now, and you have the greatest ally you can ever have on your side. And that's the Lord. The Lord wants to glorify himself through our marriages. He is so much on our side. 
The Lord is so much in our corner. He is so much on our team that He has staked His integrity on the line regarding our marriage. Let me read a very familiar passage of Scripture to you. It's in Ephesians 5. Many of you could probably just quote it for us if we ask you to. But, it, but you're, you're familiar with it. It says this, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. The two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. The Lord in this plan, He said, I want a walking, breathing, fighting, loving illustration of my relationship with my bride. And I will use marriage. And you might say, God, couldn't you come up with a better idea? I mean, isn't there a better that you could have done? But that's not. He had no better idea than our marriages. So the Lord believes in our marriage. The Lord hopes in our marriage greater than we do. He is on our side. What an ally we have. And not only is he on our side, but that very passage of scripture that I read to you in Ephesians chapter 5, the reality is that's an illustration of the ways that the Lord is going to help us. That's given in a series of illustrations where God is going to be in our corner. And the way he's going to do it is through his spirit. As the spirit indwells us, as believers in Jesus Christ, we put our trust in Christ, his spirit comes in and dwells us. We can be filled by his spirit and the way that that will fit, play out in our lives is in our marriage relationship. And so we have God on our side, the Spirit of God working in our hearts, desiring to bring us together to bring glory to Him. Folks, the Lord is on our side. I don't care what else stands against us. I don't care about your past. I don't care about what you've dealt with. I don't, I don't care about any of that. God is in your corner. And He wants to glorify Himself through your marriage. Another thing I like to do when I have premarital counseling is I like to ask the couple, so why do you want to get married? And invariably, you know, they kind of, it depends upon their age, if they're like me, 19, they're very young, you know, they kind of, you know, snicker, no, I don't know, because we love each other, you know, and it's just, it's almost comical. But there was one young man, there was one young man who, who I asked him, um, so why do you want to get married? And listen to his answer. He said, you know, I was chasing after the Lord with all my strength. I was following after God and trying to live for His glory with all that I am. And I looked and I saw this young lady. And she was following after the Lord with all of her heart, living for the glory of God with all of her strength. And I thought, you know what? The two of us could run faster together than we do apart. So we got married. Wow. That's not why I wanted to get married when I was 19. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking at all. But you know what? I'm not 19 anymore. And I can understand that now. I can understand what it means to live for the glory of God in my marriage. And so now I look over and I see Nancy as a young lady who's chasing after the Lord with all her heart. And I'm chasing after the Lord with all my heart. And the two of us can run after God faster together than we ever could apart. Folks, that's what God wants in our marriages. 
So have hope. Have hope. You may have came here tonight and said as you were walking in the parking lot, that's it. It's over. We're done. I don't want to be married to you anymore. You might not have said it. You might not have verbalized it. It might have been going through your mind. But you're here tonight for a reason. And the reason is to have hope. To have hope in what God can do. So that's the hope. But I want to give you one practical idea. I want to give you just one thing that maybe we can all leave here tonight and try to put in place. And it's from God's Word. And, and it, might, it might surprise you um, what I want to share with you. Um, but if you've been married for long, you'll, you'll recognize it. I'm going to read to you just one verse from, from the book of Titus. And just explain to you just real quick, I'll, I'll try not to, to belabor this, but just, just explain a, a, a quick dynamic here in, in the language that the Bible was written in so we can understand what the Lord is calling us to. It's in Titus chapter 2, and listen to what, what the Lord has to say to women. He says, Then the younger women, I'm sorry, then the older women can train the younger women to love their husbands and children. You know, you first read that verse and you think, that's the most unnecessary verse in all the Bible. Y- women, you've got you've to love your husbands and love your children? I mean, love comes natural for a woman. It, it, it just, I mean, you give a woman a baby and she loves it. I mean, that's just the way it is. But we need to, we need to be very careful in understanding what the Lord is calling us to. You see, every language has limitations. In our language, I can say, I love my dog. I love the Steelers, I love my children, and I love my wife. And I use the same word love for all of those. And from the context, you know what it means. Well, that's not the case in the, in the language that the Bible was written in. There's several words that are used for love. You're very familiar with the word that means, sacri- means sacrificial love. That's in Ephesians 5, that a husband needs to love his wife and lay down his life for his wife. Agape love, sacrificial love. That's the husband who will jump in front of a, you know, a speeding locomotive and push his wife out of the way and he'll sacrifice for her. And we get all excited and all round up about that kind of love. But that's not what this love is. That's not this love that we're called to. Oh, we, t- we need to live sacrificially. But that's not what this word is. You know what this word is? It's really interesting. If I were to say to you, Pastor Van and I were out playing basketball. He beat me by three points. Man, what was the score? 15, 12, 11 to 8, I don't know. He beat me by three points. Got me. And I said, I love that guy. Now you wouldn't think sacrificial. You wouldn't think the natural love that a mother has for a child. You wouldn't think the excited love I have for the Steelers. You would think they're good friends. They're good friends. Folks, that's what that word means. Wives, husbands, God is calling for us to be friends. He's calling for us to be friends. I I see so many couples and they're just enduring marriage. You know, they they would say, well, I, I know I can't get divorced, so I'm stuck with her. And they're just enduring God has called for us to be friends. And remember, it's a picture of our relationship with Jesus Christ. 
It's an illustration of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know what Jesus said to his disciples right before he went to the cross? In John 15, he said this, I could have called you servants, but I have chose to call you friends. God desires for husband and wife, for the marriage partner, to not only be lovers, not only to be sacrificial lovers, but to be friend lovers, to be friends with one another. Now, men and women do friendships in different ways. You put two men together and they're friends, you know what they do? They cut wood or they play basketball or, or they do something. As one writer said, they do it shoulder to shoulder. Okay, that's how men do friends. They, they shoulder to shoulder friends and they do something together. Women, on the other hand, they're more face to face. They sit over coffee and they talk about, you know, how they feel and what their children did and how they feel and what their husband said, how they feel, you know, right? They're all face to face. Men, we're just out there working. Yeah, you know, this happened and that happened. Hey, hand me that saw, hand me that basketball. You know, we just keep on going shoulder to shoulder. Men and women do friendship in different ways. So God is calling. Now, here it comes. Listen, this is the wrap up. God is calling us to sacrificially love our mate by being their friend in their way. I know it's a sacrifice. I know that when she says, can we talk? Guys, I know you're thinking, man, I want to do nothing less than talk right now. I got this and this and this to do, right? We just need to have quality time. Oh, great, right? Ladies, we don't really think that. I'm just kidding. That was hyperbole. That never comes into our mind, okay? See, God calls for us to sacrificially give and be face-to-face friends. And share what we're feeling. And listen to what she's feeling. But ladies, God is calling for you to sacrificially love by coming alongside, shoulder to shoulder, and being his friend. And going out there and sitting by the woodpile while he splits wood. By going out and riding around on the golf cart when he hits the ball and say, Wow, you're so good. Let me give you just a personal testimony of how the Lord works in our, has been working in our lives. Because we're trying to figure all this out too. It was a change that came into our lives about two years ago. And it was really affecting our marriage. Because we had had all kinds of time we could be together. And that was now stripped away. And so now we were losing the, the companionship that we were loving. And the intimacy that we were loving. And we talked about it. And we realized, you know, we were going to lose our friendship. We don't have the time that we used to have. We used to have all kinds of time. We don't have that anymore. So what can we do? So we made a sacrificial decision. And from a person who's not a morning person, where do you hear this sacrifice? I am not a morning person. My wife is. Okay, for years she stayed up late with me. But she didn't want to because she's a morning person. But, oh, this was tough for me. Our alarm goes off very early for us. Now, maybe it isn't. I won't tell you the time because for some of you will say, I get up, you know, at an hour before that and I'll do my devotions and pray. And I'll, okay, that's fine. I won't tell you the time. <laughs> the alarm goes off. We get out of bed. For us right now, we, 
We want to try to take care of our bodies so we exercise together. That's shoulder to shoulder, you see? We go for a walk. We, we do whatever we're doing that particular day, shoulder to shoulder. I'm there working out and I look and there's Nancy right beside me, shoulder to shoulder. Friend. And we walk upstairs. We make breakfast together. Shoulder to shoulder, see? Shoulder to shoulder. I'm chopping spinach and ham and throwing it in the pan and frying it all up and there's Nancy beside of me. And then we sit down at the table and now we're face to face. You see? We can talk to one another. How we feel about the day that's ahead of us. How we feel about the challenges we're facing with our kids. How we feel about the other challenges we're facing with our kids. How we feel about the other challenges we're facing with our kids. You know? Those things. And it gives us Time together, shoulder to shoulder. Time together, face to face. And we're friends. Jesus said, I could have called you servants. Men, we could say to our wives, you're supposed to submit to me. Wives, you could say to your husband, you're supposed to lead our family. Jesus said, I could have called you servants. But I have called you my friend. Are you married to your friend tonight? A little further down the field, okay? A little further down the field. Don't be discouraged. You may, you, you may have to do something very small, but move towards a friendship to where you enjoy shoulder to shoulder and face to face time and know that God is on your side. He's in your corner. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I thank you for the blessing that you've given us, Lord. I thank you for our spouse. Lord, you have given us a great gift. You've given us a gift of family. You've given us a gift of our church, Lord, and just our friends that are even here. And God, we want you to be glorified in our relationships. And we're thinking tonight mostly of our marriages. So God, will you give us the hope that comes from you? Allow your spirit to encourage us to press on. And then, Lord, allow us to become better friends with our spouse. Give us times in this next week when we be together. We can enjoy each other's company. We can enjoy each other's conversation. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.